we've we've entered a realm where you can say something that is ridiculous, that is hateful, that is unbelievable, that is horseshit. And because we don't want to offend anyone on either side, no one pushes back. And the thing about it is when Alex Jones yeah. is the paragon of good sense on a panel between Nick Fuentes and yeah. Kanye West, when he's the guy that says, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a, a minute, place. hold yeah. on. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. about the Jews. Well, you know, it's it's one of the things that's been uh, concerning me. The Jews? I mean, I'm, you know, always, always, come on. Um, no, what's been concerning me is, uh, you know, uh, I'm not Jewish. Apparently I'm Welsh. I thought I was Irish, but I'm Welsh. Yeah. But, uh, but one of my best friends in the whole planet Earth is Jewish and his whole family's Jewish. And uh, it seems like right now we're in a place. Wait, what Jewish best friend do you have? You, you son of a bitch. Oh. Oh, right. See, yeah. I'm more of a non-denominational recovering Jew, though. No, dude, dude, you can spot that you're a Jew. You're either a Jew or an Arab from a mile away. Did I ever tell you the story? About <laughs> when, I was going to, when I was in college... Um, I was getting my hair, you know, I was living in Las Vegas, went to go get my hair to this place called Hair Today. It was off of Sahara and, or I'm sorry, not Sahara, um, Sunset and Eastern? Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. Sure. Um, Hair Today is what it was called. Get it? Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. Yeah. No, no, I totally got it. Yeah. And this was like a prototypical barbershop, like old crusty men. The place smelled like cigarettes and pipes. There were playboys out, you know, there weren't like... The the Atlantic wasn't out there, fucking People Magazine. It was fucking Playboys. And I have my appointment with this guy. Um, was his name Tony? Fuck, I think his name was... How do, I can't believe I'm forgetting this right now. Let's just call him Tony, because he was like a big, round, like prototypical Italian. And so I sit down with him. We, we you know, get to chatting small talk. And uh, turns out he's from Chicago as well. Like, used to live in Schaumburg. And I'm like, yeah, okay, great, Chicago. And he's like... So what, Dave, you, uh, you Italian? And I said, no, I'm, uh, I'm Jewish, actually, but I know it's the nose thing. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 you Italians, Jews, we all kind of look alike. And he, okay. And so he keeps cutting. And then he's like, you know, uh, back in Schaumburg, <laughs> I played in a band with a Jew. A guy named Morty. You know him? He's like, nope, nope, I do not. But continue. So we're playing this German restaurant, and we're setting up on the stage, and I went over to the wall, and I put my hand on the wall, and I said, Morty, Morty, come over, you gotta feel this, you gotta feel this wall, it's hot, you think they got the ovens on back there? And I, I laughed, because I didn't know what else to do. 
Yeah, because you're kind of caught in the crosshairs on that one. But also, he's cutting your hair. He's cutting your hair. You can't go, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. Like, does he hate Jews? And that's and like I don't want to make a wrong move. And then he cuts my throat. You know. And then I'm turned into minced meat. And you know the whole thing. But I also like really kind of applaud the guy for being that ballsy in establishing that kind of relationship with me right out of the gate. Like here's a here's a Holocaust joke for you, well, new customer you know, it, of mine. What it what it, actually what it reminds me of is uh, when I first started teaching, um, uh, I got hired. Uh, you know, I was I did I bounced around a couple places in Chicago, and then uh, this woman named Sharon Hayes was the vice principal at the school I was uh, at, and she said I'm I've been hired to start a brand new school. Um, it's a feeder school for a couple of like four or five different, you know, and it's going to be, it's going to be seventh and eighth grade. It's a middle school. And I, I need a music teacher. Do you want, you know, to come along? And I was like, yeah. And she said, okay, well, I'm going to have you come in for the summer and help me and a team of teachers that will be there to kind of put the place together. Cause it's, basically uh the the public school system had bought an old catholic high school so we had to mm-hmm. empty all the catholic high school shit out and put in right <laughs> well the uh the first day the first day um i come in and uh, there's five or six of us and uh and one of the teachers was pam and pam was she became known as goldie to me she now became such good friends but she was just this big, huge black woman and we're coming in and they're all sitting and laughing and nobody knows me. And I, I get a cup of coffee and I take a sip of the coffee and I said, Jesus Christ, who made this fucking coffee? This is so black. It's practically racial. And, and everybody got real quiet and Pam starts laughing. Like it's the funniest thing she ever heard. And it was sort of like this icebreaker and uh, later on, I asked her, I said, how, I, I said, what was your reaction? Because everybody else got really uncomfortable. And she goes, you didn't say anything bad about black people. It wasn't a yeah. racist thing you said. You said it was so black, it was racial. She said, yeah. that was funny. And I said, okay, good. As long as, yeah, I said, I wasn't trying to offend anybody. It's just the first thing came to my mind. She says, what I like about you, Don Hall, and the reason she's called Goldie was because she and I were friends. I, I taught there 10 years. She and I taught together for a decade. And about year four, she came to me and said that she she uh, she was on a date and uh, and she wanted to ask me, uh, she said, do you know what a golden shower is? Oh, my God. <laughs> and and I did, of course. <laughs> but she didn't. Of course. And naturally. the guy that she went out with wanted to have a golden shower. So from that point on, I called her Goldie. That's I called her Goldie so much that the kids started calling her oh Mrs. Goldie. Oh, my God. And to justify that she was called Goldie by everybody in the school, she dyed her hair blonde. So there you go. That's Wow. That's, yeah, so that's amazing. So they, and I guess I guess Tony didn't say anything bad yeah, about Tony the Jews. Did, yeah, he like, didn't say anything German bad about the Jews. He's there just was a kinda, period yeah. in, in, a, in our human history where Germans were cooking. We roasted Jews. In Jews. I mean, yeah, yeah, they yeah, roasted them. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. my question is: Are you worried? Because I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. Kanye aside, because I I would argue that what we're watching with Kanye, I actually think it's sad. Because 
I think this is this is the mental breakdown of of someone because I yeah, mean, he's broken. His he is he needs to kill he's, himself he's, and just get it. Uh, well, I mean, well, I don't think he needs to kill himself, but he definitely needs some fucking like psychological help because yeah. this is a guy. This is a guy who is slowly losing. I mean, in public, I don't know if we're it's watching. Slow. It seems pretty well, quick. Once you get on Alex Jones in a fucking like body what suit, what the hell was that? And and say that you like Hitler and you got and that there's good good things Hitler did. Once you get to that point, it you know it, it's beyond provocateur. This is but here's yeah. the question that I that I have: Does it concern you? Does it concern any of your family? It does concern me, but it doesn't affect me personally. So I yeah. you know I mean I, I mean if if somebody came up to me and said. You know, I think David Himmel and his family should be put in the oven. I might punch him in the fucking face. But if right. they said it to me, it does, you know, it's like, hey, Don, you know, I don't like Jews. I'd say, well, then you don't know any. I mean, that way, I mean, that, uh, oh, I don't like the Jews. Well, you, you've never met a Jew then because they're just people like everybody else. So shut the fuck up. But I'm curious if you're concerned or anybody in your family is. Um, I don't know if anybody in my family is. I haven't, I, I assume that they are. I haven't talked to, my cousins or my aunts or uncles about it. I haven't talked to my dad about it. Um, I'm not. I'm not really concerned. I mean, it, it's concerning in the way that outlandish, absurd, hateful rhetoric is always concerning, whether it's yeah. about black people or trans people or gay people or Jews or Catholics. It, you know, any kind of like hate speech is, is always concerning. To a degree. Yeah. This one is obviously a little different because, yeah, I, I claim to be a non-denominational recovering Jew. But, but you're right. I mean, like... Uh, you're I'm Jewish. A Jew. I'm a Jew. I can't hide it. Like, you can, yeah, you can say, no, I'm not, I'm not Jewish, but the reality is you are I mean, ethnically a Jewish man. And yeah. your child, your child is, is uh, half Jewish. Both your children are half Jewish. And yeah. your family is Jewish. Your dad's Jewish, yeah. 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 I mean, technically, and, and I, don't all... know if, I don't know if the boys would be Jewish because Katie's not Jewish and it's all about the mother. And though. Oh, is it? Okay. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. In fact, right, there, there are some, there are some rabbis. Some Jews that would pretend would probably consider me not Jewish because my mom converted through Reform Judaism, which is not the oh. real Judaism according which to Orthodox. Which is not uh, yeah, so that's, well. You're not so like, Orthodox, but when 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 Ye comes for me, I'll just t I'll, I'll explain the whole conversion and she's not, my mother wasn't a real Jew. You don't need to worry about me, and he'll be like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry to bother you. Here's a thousand bucks for your time, you know. Uh, but. It's alarming, but I also think it's it's always been there. It's just now it's it's louder and it's more acceptable. Here's what I'm more that, concerned about. Though. It's what I'm more okay. concerned about as as a Jew is you know we're we're meant to go to Israel in June or July. I don't know sometime in the summer for my dad's 70th birthday. This is the thing that Dad wanted to take yeah, the whole family, yeah, yeah. the adult, you told me about the kids this, yeah. and the wives, and it got canceled in 2020 for COVID. 2021, same thing. So. Um, so we're going now and I don't want to go. I don't, why not? Like, I don't like Israel. Um, it's beautiful. I, I, I am sure that I'm, I mean, the history of it, I, you know, have you, no, no. Have you I, never been? No, I've, 
See, then you should divorce your concept of it being like, oh, it's Israel and I'm going because it's a beautiful country. And I'm certain you guys aren't going to be like hanging out in the West Bank where, you know, it's apartheid and and all this horror horror, horror shit. It's a hellscape of of political identity or a a hellscape of identity politics and religious fanaticism, as it's always been. And with Netanyahu coming back into power, he is putting he's putting people in charge of the Israeli police that have been considered have been labeled as Jewish terrorists. The Palestinians, Palestinians are not going to like this. And yeah. there were there was a, a two bombings a couple weeks ago. And I mentioned this to my dad, like, are we concerned at all about, you know, what's, what's happening right now and how this could ratchet up? And he's like, well, there was shooting, you know, the latest shooting, I think, wherever that was. I, I forget now. Um, Colorado? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So it was like right after that. And he was like, well, there's shootings in Colorado and blah, 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 blah. And. And, you know, there's there's shootings in the city you live in and work in and your children go to school in. And I'm like, Dad, it's different. Because when there are mass shootings in America, the victims don't shoot back. When there are bombings or attacks in Israel, the victims bomb and shoot back. Like, that's, that's what... I mean, the Palestinians and Israelis have been fighting since the beginning of since recorded the Jews history. got there and took the land well, from them. They've been I mean, fighting that's... they've been fighting since the beginning of recorded history. Yeah. They did not take the Jewish state in 1948 to actually like start a war. They've been fighting each right. other for as long as there've been right. each other. So, uh, you know. So but but that concerns me more with the, the, the just how heated it always kind of is over that part over in that part of the world. Um you know, I don't think anybody's going to come for us, but shit, if we're driving by and a bomb goes off and we get hit with it, you know, like, I feel like that's right, so a higher... I feel like that's... Uh, I guess my perspective than, is, you know, we talked we talked last week about mayonnaise and the Rosetta Stone, and the thing about it is, uh, I think it's worth... I mean, I think it's interesting, and, and maybe not... A, I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing. I just think it's... It's interesting that you come from a family who hails from Israel. You know, I mean, you're you're nah. Jewish. Nope. But whatever, you're Jewish. But I, we're from Russia, Germany, and, and England. Well, it's fine. I, who thought I was Irish, turns out I'm mostly Welsh. I've been to Jerusalem, and so that's, and I thought it was amazing. I, I thought it was it was it was extraordinary in a lot of ways. I mean, every time I go someplace that is sort of like this this seat of civilization kind of sure. kind, of, kind of thing yeah and 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 being in in Jerusalem and walking around and looking at some of the sites and looking at some of the stuff it just was really moving and I'm I'm I don't I'm, doubt I mean, that I, I would be I wouldn't say I'm the least I wouldn't say I'm the least Jewish person because I would argue that that Kanye is probably the least Jewish person arguably yeah 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 I mean um, I, I but I think that when I, I mean, get I'm to- still white Right, you know. Yeah. So. When I when so I get there, I'm sure that I'll be that I'll be moved by the like you said the seat of civilization. I don't think I'll be moved it's beautiful. religiously. No, 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 no. I wasn't moved religiously. It's just it's a seat of civilization. There yeah. are some ancient artifacts, and there are some things that have existed for as long as we have recorded history, and that has to count for something it even does. if the people that wrote them were really problematic in yeah. uh, 2022 I mean look man when I was in uh, when lens. I was in when I was in Munich last summer 
I was mm. moved by, you know, the exactly the, the age of the city. I mean, I was in a hotel that that ex- has been in operation since before Columbus got to America. Yeah, and so that's so bananas. You had no problem going to Munich, but you're a little right. concerned about going to Israel. So I'm just saying. <laughs> There's a perspective that you need to kind of fiddle with. Can you hang on a second? I'm getting a call from Nick Fuentes. Hang on a second. Let me (laughs) me just hang on a second. Um, Yeah, no problem. No, I mean, here's the thing that's concerning about the the anti-Semitism. Like I said, it's it's always been there. We know that. That's it's always been a thing. That it's getting. But there was always this under, or not always, but as of late in modern history, in America anyway, it's been understood. You don't say that shit in public. You keep that shit to your your private little racist clubs, your anti-Semitic clubs, wh- whatever. You don't. Elected officials don't say it. Public officials don't say it. Or See, public I, public personas I, don't say it. But it's being said now, and the the time that it takes for people to say that's not good is alarming, and the amount of. Um, well, it's because they're not used to it. They, they, they haven't heard. And, and, and what I would argue is, and, and I've said this for a long time, uh, specifically when it comes to anti-black racism, but I would rather it be okay, not okay, but I would rather the bigots feel real comfortable speaking their minds so that I know who they are. You know, I mean, it, it's really hard to know you and because because the thing yeah. about it is, have you ever heard Ted Cruz say the N word? No, but, you know, he does in private, but you can't know for a fact. And because you can't know for a fact, because he's not he's not going to say it in any kind of forum that you can hear him. You can't really know the reason we knew Rodney King was beaten because yeah. he was black, it, everybody knew it, but we didn't absolutely have some concrete proof that it was that that kind of bigotry until Mark Furman said the N word on the stand, and then he went, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay." Now Wait, it's now it, we know. What well, was it recording? Whatever wasn't, it was wasn't recording. Furman the OJ guy? Oh shit, maybe he was. I can't remember. I mean, one look, of the cops. One of the cops that beat the, up Rodney King, they had they the had early, the N word. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but, I mean, in, in your just, defense, the early '90s were a rough hey, time. For, David white people, black these, guys, and, and white racists. These white, <laughs> white guys all, cops. these white guys all look the same to me. So uh, yeah, and I don't think you can put the the, the genie back in the bottle. I don't know if that's the best. Um, analogy for this or idiom for this like where do we go from here i mean you know yay and is is gonna hopefully fizzle out and either get help or just end up dead on a on a set of railroad tracks i don't know but he'll go away um fuentes i mean that's the thing about white nationalists is i love how they pick and choose like what kind of scruples do you have? You're, Kanye, for, you know, the, the early mid-2000s, or I guess the mid-2000s and the, the 2010s, Kanye was, was black culture. Oh, yeah. And, and rightfully so. Um, I, would ar- I would argue with where he's headed right now, he still is. 
talk more about that. What do you, like? Well, Dave Chappelle, uh, Dave, Dave Chappelle puts a beat on it in a way that that most people can't. And he did the uh, Saturday Night Live, the SNL very, thing, yeah. very suited. He did the SNL thing, and uh, I've heard him in a couple of interviews. And and the thing about it is, his whole point is, and I've heard Dave Chappelle say this: I'm not black, so I don't know what the black community yeah. is saying. And, and I would argue that no one even black knows what the black community is saying because there's no black community. However. His comment is black people have not liked Jews and Koreans forever. And they all say that shit in private, but they don't say it out loud. And Kanye's big problem is that he said it out loud. I've heard him say that in interviews. And I find that interesting because my perspective is, and it has always been my perspective, is it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter what your cultural history is. We're all basically kind of racist in our own way kind of xenophobic in mm-hmm. our own way i think, I think that's human um, nature xenophobia is human yeah nature. i it, it is human nature and so you know i mean the, the thing about it is it's like i think probably there is a segment of whatever you want to call it I, I do the air quotes the black community who pretty much do not like jews now does that make it hate speech was and that and that's and we get into this kind of stuff where like the concept of hate speech if it negatively if i say to you yeah you and your big jewish nose you cheap bastard is that hate speech no i mean i don't think it is you might take it as hate speech but i don't think it's hate speech so is kanye saying he likes hitler hate speech no i mean it's stupid (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's fundamentally stupid, but is it hate speech? I don't think it's hate speech. It's just one man's opinion, and it's not being hateful to anyone specifically. I'm going to kill these people. I want Nick Fuentes. I want to bomb them. I want them dead. Yeah. I want to burn them alive. That's hate speech. It's yes. not the same thing as I like Hitler, and I think it's a really interesting sort of uh, a, a very fine line that we're we're not. We're, we're we're mushing around. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I mean, you're talking about like the 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 intricacies of semantics, and I think that you're right to address that. But the thing with the thing with 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 Jewish people is that there's this. Um. To acknowledge Hitler as being intelligent or not that bad of a guy or all whatever else Ye was saying. Sure. It's it's along the same lines as the you think they got the ovens on back there? Like to acknowledge Hitler and the Holocaust is a kind of it's almost a dog whistle to be like, yeah. And whether that's Right or not, it, it is what it is because it's such a thing. And usually, when you're talking about Hitler's uh, the positives of Adolf Hitler, I you're, agree. You're headed. No, I agree you're headed. That. We know where you're headed. Like we know what well, the destination no, I don't, I don't, is. Here's the thing: is I don't know if I agree with I, this thing. Is I don't like the concept of the dog whistle because the dog whistle, and again, I put those in air quotes, is very similar to the slippery slope. <laughs> and it and which is some horse shit and and I would go one step further there's a thing now they're calling stochastic terrorism okay I and heard stochastic this. stochastic terrorism is basically if you do not denounce 
the views of people who are terrorists, then you are as guilty as they are. Well, that's that George W. Bush of, drawing a line in the sand. If you're not with us, you're against us. So fuck you, France. Well, but, They're now freedom fries. I mean, that's what that's how well, dumb that is. But now, but now it's on the side of the left, and it's sort of the Jesus idea that uh, Christ. And 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 I think it's fascinating. The whole concept of stochastic terrorism is such. It's it's based on such horseshit. And I think. Again, the whole dog whistle, you can say dog whistle. And the reason you have to use the term dog whistle is because basic bigots and racists can't just say what's on their mind. They can't say it. And so we can't identify them in any kind of real way. So we make up terms like dog whistle, which technically means we can't hear it, but we think it's there, which is not evidence of any kind of racism it's just i i've got a gut feeling this person's a racist that's a bad that's a really bad sort of metric to measure who and who we do not think are racist i see your point right or am i wrong no i i I, I see your point but I, i think this goes to um intent and nuance which are things i know that you love to bathe in as you should and you know with Donald Trump on January 6th at the at his speech at his rally did not say you know go to the Capitol break in and hang Mike Pence and do all the shit that happened but he we know what he was doing he knew what he was doing everybody knew what he was doing it's pretty obvious we've we've entered a realm where you can say something that is ridiculous that is hateful that is unbelievable that is horse shit and because we don't want to offend anyone on either side no one pushes back and the thing about it is when alex jones yeah is the paragon of good sense on a panel between nick fuentes and yeah. kanye west when he's the guy who says whoa whoa wait a minute wait <laughs> a, a minute place. hold yeah. on we you know because someone someone should sit when fucking uh, what is it? T- uh, Tim Pool had Kanye on his podcast, mm-hmm. and he didn't even directly. He did. Uh, I, I watched the video; it was hysterical. Tim Pool has him on there. Kanye is talking about how he's he, he thought he was Malcolm X, but now he realizes he's MLK because he's just enduring all of the injustices that are coming his way, and they did it, and and and. Tim Pool's uh, cohort. I don't watch, I don't listen to the show, so I don't really yeah. know who this guy is. But he's like, yeah, well, then who are they? And Tim Pool even goes, I'm not going to go there and say they is Jewish people. And Kanye got up and fucking left. Yeah. But if it takes the, like, Tim Pool and, and fucking Alex Jones, if they're the only ones that are actually going to say, Kanye West, you're fucking insane, and you're not, and, and yes, you can say that Hitler's a good guy, but let's tell you why he wasn't, in, in no uncertain right. terms. We're living in a world where there are people who are 20 years old who have no context for what Hitler was. They think Marjorie Taylor Greene's a Nazi. Marjorie Taylor Greene might like Nazis, but that does not make her a Nazi. Nazis were a very specific thing. So you got to educate. And the only way you educate is through conversation. And nobody's standing up and everybody's saying that's hate speech, but nobody's saying here's what this leads to. 
This is the kind of speech that was happening in Germany in 1933. These are the things you should not... It's not that you shouldn't say them, but they should not go unrebutted ever. Well, and, you know, if if somebody, if a fan of Ye goes and assaults a Jew or a synagogue, um, you know, like you said a minute ago, is is that, is Ye responsible for that? I don't think so, because Ye has never said, from from what I've seen, has never said, we should go DEFCON 5 on the Jews. He said, he said he three. I'm going to go DEFCON 5. Or death count three. He said sorry, three because yeah. he didn't. He it's didn't know if one was it. the worst or five is the worst, so he just said three because right. he didn't know. So, but that's different than the kind of thing that Trump and and shit. And I'm not trying to do like a Trump and Hitler, yeah, you know, yeah, direct, yeah, 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 direct yeah. comparison. I mean, Hitler never said outright, "Let's kill all the Jews." No, he it never was, did. It was a very precise, calculated, it was, it was intelligent, calculated, yeah. do- sorry, but dog-whistly uh, approach to get things in people's minds, to get them thinking no, about I don't this think shit. It was, so when it started to happen, is, I they were like, yeah, let's do this. Let's get on board I with don't this think it was right. dog-whistly. I don't think it was dog-whistly. I think it was very obvious. But then again, I'm not living then. I can look at it. Well, in I mean, the he, he also did. It was, he did say the Jews are. It was very problematic obvious. in he a lot of different ways. He yeah. had, he hated the Jews. He he put a war on their art before he even got to the final solution. Yeah. It was let's get rid of the degenerate art. I mean, it wasn't like he was hiding it. He didn't say I hate Jews, but he kind of said I hate Jews in everything. And there was no dog whistle. But it wasn't like. But the difference between subtle. what what Kanye has said and. In, and I don't. I don't think that Kanye's inciting uh, violence against Jews, other than to that he's making it more acceptable to say out loud, which can empower other people. So it is kind of this like trickle down effect of, you know, what's it's like if Harry's it's like that old drug commercial from the eighties, the where the dad finds the drugs. And he says, where did you get, where did you learn to do this? I learned it from watching you. You know, like, this is why we say, like, our presidents, our leaders, our police should be better than we are because they are, they are setting examples, you know? And if Harry says to me, yeah, I cheated on all my wives. I cheated on my taxes. Um, I'm, you know, I grab women by the pussy and I, yeah, I could walk out on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody with a gun and not get, not lose any voters. Fuck it. Dad, what's wrong with this behavior? Our 45th president of the United States did it, and he was fucking elected president. And now, Warsack of the News. I got some fun stuff this week. Uh, yeah, here's a fun thing to start with. Afghan Taliban carry out first public execution since the takeover. Well, at least it was carry out and not dine in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be yeah. fair, the man that the, there was a, a an Afghan man was convicted of murder was executed in public. So it wasn't just like any random dude off the street. It it was a murderer, kind of like a televised. You know, when when Timothy McVeigh was like, executed. Do you know the only problem I have with the the Taliban executing a murderer is it's sort of like murderers executing murderers, which is kind of hypocritical. Yeah, I'm just glad to see. Well, I'm glad to see. That's not. I'm, no, you're not glad. I, I'm not glad. I am uh, amused. I just, I, I'm amused. Yeah, I'm amused at, you know, everything old is new again. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is that nothing's changed. Good work, Cheney. Thanks for <laughs> <laughs> thanks for fixing it. Um. All right, number two, the Supreme Court is leaning toward limiting judicial scrutiny of U.S. elections. I'm actually, uh, as the, as of this thing, they are not actually leading that direction. They have, uh, they've, they've almost soundly has, has yeah, it come they're, through they're, since as, this afternoon since uh, I put uh, these together. Okay. Did this, yeah. Yeah. They, they, right. they, they, well, well, they haven't ruled on it. They're definitely putting the fucking, uh, what is it? The, the, the irons, whatever it? What, what do they do? Irons they to put the, the fire? Irons to the, man, like to the feet, whatever you do. You put when the feet you, in mayonnaise. Like, okay. The feet in mayonnaise. Hot they're mayonnaise. doing that too. Hot fucking mayonnaise, maybe some jalapenos. Take it back from the Mexicans because they put jalapenos in it. Anyway, that's a that's a callback. That's a callback from last week. Sorry if you if you didn't listen last week, you don't get that joke. It's not a funny joke anyway. But what I'm saying is, the Supreme Court is uh, is is less likely to buy this horseshit argument uh, in terms of uh, state legislatures versus legislature. So, yeah, and it is a horseshit. It, it's it's it, a the fucking hail, basically it's saying a hail mary pass of horseshit is what it le- is that the state legislature it's, can do whatever they want to make the elections however they see fit without any kind of yeah, oversight independent yeah, oversight no, I it's don't, absurd yeah and they're not gonna go and for I, it. I, say, I really like, don't think because it's such a bad argument the thing about it is i think if they'd made a better argument if they had if they lined out a better argument to support it that the more conservative uh idiots on the supreme court would have kind of gone with it but but they can't without like looking like fucking buffoons. So yeah. they're not going to go I, for I, it. I've, I've got to give credit to Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh. When they were elected, it was like the end of the world. And yes, Ro, Roe v. Wade happened, or whatever the, the, the that other ruling was. was Dobbs. Do, Dobbs, yeah. Um, you know, so that happened, which we knew was going to happen. But in instance, it's not like Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh have been conservative for sure yeah but not bad Way right judges. center for sure yeah they're not but clarence not, thomas they're not clarence, clarence thomas because clarence thomas is a bad fucking Supreme that's Court a justice. bad motherfucker he's, right there he's a shitbag man he's a shitbag in every way yeah uh speaking of bad motherfuckers here's one mm-hmm. the far right is dumping Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is in Vice. Ever since Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene disavowed white nationalist live streamer Nick Fuentes, the far right has viciously turned on her. Good. I, you know, I mean, I, I, she's, she's, the thing is, she's a fucking blip. She's not important. She's just loud. She is every asshole on Twitter that screams that doesn't have the, the the ability to just write they just scream it's she's an all caps asshole so i don't care about margie taylor green i think she's a distraction um yeah i mean i i think at first she was a distraction then shit got serious no i still think she's a distraction because she's always going to be a distraction nobody's going to take her seriously but in the I mean, I think after these midterms, like not so much. But if like if the if the Republicans had the midterm sweep that they wanted, I think that the and Trump's people got elected and Trumpism was still as strong as it was and whatever. I think that they absolutely, would still be, you know, she would have more sway. 
Yeah, like exactly. Like, if, now, you know, she was if, shipped to her committees if, like a week after Tony she was elected. Stark, so, if, she's if Tony Stark, legislator. if Tony Stark and Steve Rogers hadn't figured out to go back to the 70s to get the Pym particle, well, then Thanos right. would have yeah, won. Sure. But it didn't happen that way, so who gives a shit? She's a fucking, she's a pimple on the ass of America's asshole. Like right on the edge of the sphincter, she's a pimple there. Chinese students invent coat that makes people invisible to AI security cameras. They already have that. Kanye West word on Alex Jones. What? what? Kanye West already wore that fucking black. That no. that that. No, this is different. So this. Okay. Let me see it. Um, uh, yeah, tell me how it's different. That's fascinating. I don't care, but okay. Ah, uh, shit. Where'd it go? Um, where does it explain how it, how it works? Fuck. Okay. By day, the coats customized camouflage prints designed through an algorithm escape detection from visible light cameras. By night, when security cameras usually identify humans through infrared thermal imaging, the coats embedded thermal devices emit different temperatures presenting an unusual heat pattern that allows the coat to fly under the radar. So it's like stealth for humans. Like and, it, and it, well, yes. And it will be purchased by people who the government and AI don't give a flat fuck about. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's like a really cool thing for people that really haven't done anything that nobody gives a shit about. Oh, I'm going to buy an AI. AI can't catch me. What'd you do? Well, I just don't want to be caught doing what? Uh, 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 Walking. Exactly. Exactly. It's bullshit. All right. Let me ask you a question before I get into this next. Um, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here it comes. This next headline. Do you lose things a lot like keys, your glasses, wallet, or do you have a system for where things go and you, they're always there when you need them? I do not lose things. Um, very yeah. rarely... Very rarely, I'm trying to think of the last time I actually lost there was something. A wallet. I have, Didn't you lose your wallet on a in beach? in uh, in Cancun? In Cancun, yeah. uh, Dana and I were walking. Oh, I have to bleep that. Uh, we were walking down, uh, going to a beach, and my eyes. I don't know if it was uh, drinking too much or it was the the sun, the, the 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 salt in the ocean. I don't know what it was, but my eyes started to really freak out. So we had to stop and basically pour water in my fucking eyes because I couldn't see. I mean, yeah. I was blind. And then when I went to change to go on the beach, my wallet fell out. Yes, I lost my wallet. That was an extreme example, but okay. I have not lost that anything like a, since then. Yeah, okay. That I haven't lost anything since then. So here's a story. The long-lost remains of the last known Tasmanian tiger have been found <laughs> in a cupboard. So... This museum <laughs> had the the remains of the Tasmanian tiger yeah. that they've been missing for more than eighty five years. Um, oh, that's so awesome! So the, the specimen came. They found it in the nineteen thirties. The skeleton and the skin had been stashed away in a cupboard in the nineteen thirties at the museum, where experts experts uh, they were lost experts for sure track of it. So in a museum. Where, like, several That's people are paid do. good money 
to catalog and organize things. Because in museums, yeah. I mean, what you see, like if you go to the Field Museum in Chicago, there's a lot of shit to see at the Field Museum in Chicago. Oh, yeah. But there is, like, I don't know if you ever done like the tours, like, Oh, the, I have. In the bowels of the of the Field Museum, there is oh, more yeah. shit so that is much not shit on display there. than is yeah, on yeah, display. Absolutely. Yeah. So the cataloging and the knowing what is there that just <laughs> is is extremely important. And it, I mean, granted, it was the 1930s and things were a bit different then. I guess they didn't have card catalogs and whatever. But I mean, to lose something like this for 80, it was in a fucking cupboard. Like what? Behind your NPR Howard Castle mug? Like, what the fuck? Dude, I mean, I'm telling you, it's, I don't think this is that unusual because, uh, I mean, I read an article that the Rosetta Stone was hidden in a, in a, in a jar of mayonnaise. I'm sorry, I have to keep bringing the back. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't help myself. I can't help myself bringing that back because it makes, to this day, I've listened to that episode. It still makes me laugh that I made that analogy. It's just it such a bad analogy. It is. It's just yeah, it's a great. bad, such a bad analogy. No, I love the fact that, that somebody had the bones and the skin. Was it the skin as well? Yeah, it says, uh, let's see. So they basically they basically said, I don't know what to do with this it's right skeleton now. Skeleton and skin had been stashed away just, in a cupboard at the museum. I just, well, I just love the idea that that you can you can kind of see in your brain like somebody going, uh, what am I supposed to do with this? I don't know what to do with this. I'm just going to shove it in this cupboard. I'm just going to shove it in this cupboard because I don't know what else to do with it. Or I'm too lazy to do my job. How about if I just stuff it in this cupboard? Yeah. And that And here's the other thing is. That this cupboard hadn't been looked at. Nobody had opened well, and that's the cupboard the since the 30s. I mean, that's I mean, this cupboard has just been sitting there for a hundred years and nobody's bothered to go, hey, I wonder what's in this cupboard. I've so, never been in a house that I haven't gone, I wonder what's in this cupboard. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, this is a this is a quote from a, a re- researcher, Robert Paddle, in a statement about this whole thing. Uh, yeah. for years, many museum curators and researchers. Like, we have to acknowledge it. Like, museum curators and researchers, their job is like is a, cataloging a part of their job shit. is is, is to find job. shit. Yeah, for many years, many museum curators and researchers <laughs> searched for its remains without success. I, th- bum, yeah, you know, and I, mean, I guess as, as the old adage goes, yeah, exactly. You know what? This and. And they find it this in a cupboard. Indiana and they find Jones it in a cupboard. Five. That's what I'm saying. You find the remains of the Tasmanian in the cupboard. I mean, this is ridiculous. You know what? There was, there was a good book I read when I was sad. in elementary school. There was a good book that I read in elementary school called Indian in the Cupboard. Um, <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were I, going for that. I knew it was coming sooner or later. That they should, so they, should, they should pull the Indiana Jones, the new Indiana Jones film. And rework it. This is the story. They should call it Indiana Jones in the cupboard, and it all comes. Oh, full that's circle. a great. A- or no, right? just Indiana, Indiana in the cupboard, because everybody'll know it's Indiana Jones once they start the the film. But Indiana in the cupboard is a little more concise. Yeah, yeah. All right. I believe this is our yes. our last our last headline here. This is a big one. Sure. This is heavy. This is heavy. Dog. All right. This is this is big deal. All right. I'm ready. Millie Bobby. 
of Stranger Things fame. Millie Bobby shuts down filtered beauty standards with candid Instagram selfies. Quote, no filter. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, I, no, I, 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 I find... I, yeah. I, I don't have a... I don't have a reaction. Um, the only reaction I have is that I, I did see, I did finally watch Enola Holmes. How is that? It looks kind of Eno- good. And Enola Holmes too, which tells you how Enola Holmes was. I watched both of them. They're okay. very entertaining. She's very winning. Um, mm-hmm. She's less, she's less winning in talk shows. And when she's just being herself, she's a little obnoxious, uh, just like as a talk show guest. But she's very winning in the Enola Holmes thing. I thought they were fun. I enjoyed them. Um, and she's great. Uh, but I don't care what she does on Instagram. I mean, you might as well say, you might as well say, Millie Bobby Brown takes pictures of herself in gasoline on sidewalk out in front of 7-Eleven. And I would care just about as much as what she does on Instagram. The whole thing stems from, you know, what's real and what's not on social media. Like that's, there's the, um, what's the app? Is it right now? No. Uh, is it the new, is it the new AI? Is it the new AI? No, it's not the new AI. Shit. What is it? I love that new Linza. I love that. I did that. I did that. And and then like really cool pictures of me, a compilation. And they're all like cartoon pictures of me. And I look badass. And one of them, I look sort of like Chris Hemsley. And I went, that's awesome. Well, apparently I'm back to a goatee. I love it. Apparently this, this AI thing is, um, do you remember a couple years ago? It was like age yourself. (laughs) Yeah, yes, I've got one of those pictures And it was like, well. this yeah. is how you capture your face and send it to people so they can hack your shit and ide- steal your identity. Yeah. It's There's concerns about that again because, well, fucking duh. But I think David, the, I have nothing. No, I David, know. I have nothing. I I'm know. starting completely from scratch. Hack my shit. What are you going to take? I know. Let's see. Yeah, you give it a try. My self try est- being me. My, yeah. se- my self esteem is gone. My trust in people is gone. Nevada is gone. I have no money. Hack me, motherfucker. Bring it on. It's just these like this idea of like the Instagram thing. Like it's so hard to be in in the story that that I pulled this from. She's like it's so. Hard to be hated on when you don't even know who you are. And, like, I get it. Life in the spotlight is, I'm, I'm sure it is extremely difficult because you're under the scrutiny. No, it's not. I, no, starving and, and, and being on fentanyl in the tenderloin of San Francisco, that's difficult. I, I think those are two sides being of the famous, same coin. No, being famous and having people, like, bitch at you about what you look like on your selfies but is when not job, difficult. When your job... Grow up. Is about I mean, what she's you a look child. like, and I mean she's eighteen now. But yeah, she was a child for most of her career. Uh, yeah, well, then, but fuck like, it. hey, you you step you know step it up. Here's the thing, um, even before <laughs> social media, famous people and unfamous people and kids and teenagers, we all struggled with who are we? What do I look like? I don't like the way I look. What's I never, I don't know yeah, how to most, do my, most, do you know how long I practiced my fucking smile in a mirror when I was 12 years old and parting my hair perfectly and freaking out because I couldn't get it? It's fucking hard. Like, so I never did any of this shit. Stop making it a thing. Just be like, yeah, it fucking sucks. Lighten up. Being, the sense of self is a tricky fucking jungle journey. 
It is a tricky jungle journey, and uh, maybe you need an AI to make you a cartoon version of yourself to say, oh, I'm cool. And you know what? For what it's worth, if this helps at all, Millie, now that you're 18, you're doing just fine, girl. Damn. Except, no, except, please, <laughs> please, th those pants you wore on the Jimmy Kimmel thing, don't ever wear those again. Ever. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I, okay, what's, what were the pants? Well, now I got to look it up. Millie Bobby you Brown pants? You have to look pants? it up. They, no, look up Millie Bobby Brown Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Um... Oh, these purple things? Yeah. Yeah, bad. Really bad. Really not a good look. Why are those bad? Well, when you saw her get up and stand in them, uh, bad. Really bad. Please hold. Oh, I don't... Yeah, I'm... Yeah. Nah, didn't work. Didn't work for me. I'm digging them. I'm, but that's I'm because weirdo. that's because that's because as we know from our recent the, the, like you haven't written a piece for Littered Ape in like seven hundred years, so you write one about how waitresses want to fuck you. That's what you wrote. <laughs> that was yeah, your big is... your big revelation to the world is that waitresses <laughs> want to have sex with you. My return to the literary community is that waitresses is... in Southwest. Southwest uh, flight attendants want to get me around. My first thing this week is a read. Uh, this is just for fun, man. Uh, it's on Vice. This interactive map will show you how screwed you are if we're hit by an asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> this asteroid launcher lets you throw a space rock at any place on the planet and chart the ensuing chaos. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. Send me a link to that. Yeah, that's, I, that's awesome. I see. I see your Sims game, and I raise you asteroid launcher. Asteroid launcher. That's good. That's good. My first thing is a read. It is in the Atlantic. Ten readers on opposing anti-Semitism. Um, it's actually uh, a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. I thought it would be a lot of uh, very, very uh, hard left people, but it was it was it was it was a, a, a real balance. Ten readers on opposing anti-Semitism, and it, it it is it it strikes the right balance of alarm and reason so i liked it all right uh my next thing i'm gonna save the best for last uh let's go yeah. with this one my next thing is a watch yep it is on netflix it is called christmas at the drive-in what a property lawyer works to prove that her town's drive-in theater, a local institution, is not closed down at the holidays, finding romance with the very person who's trying to sell the property. <gasps> uh, it's directed by Don McBrarity and I'm, written I'm, by... I'm, I'm not watching this. ...Rick Garment, starring Danica McKellar. What? You know oh, Danica. she was the... 
She was yeah. the kid in, uh, yeah. what was she in, Doogie Howser? Uh, Wonder Howser. Doogie Years. Wonder, Wonder Years, got Wonder it, years, okay. Yeah. I, I just, uh, yeah, she was in one of those. Um, look, man, it's, it's, a, it's a Hallmark production. And exactly. it, is, it, is, not... it is fucking stupid, and it is everything that a Hallmark Christmas movie is. Here's why you should watch it. Because Jesus Christ shows up at the end. No, because Danica Keller's even in even in Hallmark production video movies, videos because they're all straight to fucking VHS. I mean, let's yeah, be honest, yeah, like yeah. they're worth the is she wear, is, she, is she wearing some tight sweaters? She's just yeah, she's a fucking hottie, man. Like she is, she's great, and she's a fine actor. But ah, uh, it's just speaking of hotties. Number two, mine is a watch. It's on Netflix. It is Aubrey Plaza in Emily the Criminal. Uh, number one, uh, and maybe it's because I've, I've been I've, I've been watching The White Lotus, and I've I've been trying to examine why I am so attracted to Aubrey Plaza, and I think it's because mm-hmm. she has sort of the same shitty, dismissive, anarchist uh-huh. perspective that my ex-wife had. And uh, and I find that very attractive. So this is my problem. But the movie, yep, <laughs> uh, Emily the Criminal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're not gonna get into that. But the the movie Emily 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 the Criminal is actually it's the best thing she's done, and she's done a lot of really cool stuff. Um, and it's it's quite good. It's basically about a woman who is like she is drowning in debt, student loans, all this kind of stuff. And starts as a as a drug mule and works her way up in the cartel. It's it's really, she's huh. she's quite she's it's the best thing I've seen her in, and I really like her. So yeah, uh, she's yeah it's it's really good. It's really good. My last new to this week is uh, it's another read. It's in the Atlantic, and it's with everybody's favorite ass pimple, Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is great. This is a lot of fun to read, and it's it's interesting I have, to see I think her. I know what you're going at. Yeah. To see her, her history, her journey. Uh, the headline is "Why is Marjorie Taylor Greene like this?" <laughs> Which is a fucking great. Sorry, let let me reread the headline as I believe it's intended to be read. Why is Marjorie Taylor Greene like this? So this is on the ground in George in, in the Georgia Congresswoman's alternate alternate universe. It's by Elena Plot Calabro. Um, yeah, it's 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 really great and. It just it shows. I mean, like on 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 the I, I, yes, I did read yeah. that. And on the flip side of uh, of of pettiness, of partisan pettiness and ridiculousness, um, I want you to read. It's uh, in Time Magazine, Time dot com. It is by Sarah Rao and Regina Jackson. Now these are the two women who are the founders of Race to Dinner with the two, the numeral two a program that initiates and empowers radically honest conversations about race and oppression. They are the authors of the book, White Women, Everything You Already Know About Your Own Racism and How to Do Better. The article is White Women Must Do Better or Must Do More to Confront Racism. I'm going to give you a quote. Perfect hair, perfect clothes, perfect grades, perfect nails, Perfect weddings, perfect bodies, perfect adoring and supportive wife and mother, perfect employee and colleague, white skin, the foundational principle of perfection in a white supremacist 
society like ours is rooted in whiteness. Without it, your A's will never be straight enough. Your MVP trophies are not shiny enough. Your flowery dresses a bit, bit wilted. Now, here's the thing I think about this article. Number one, it is maybe one of the most racist things I've ever read, and yet still absolutely accurate in most cases. Hmm. Okay. I mean, if if somebody wrote, black women must do more to confront their racism, it would be equally as racist and potentially exactly, uh, exactly as accurate. Hmm. And I would argue that most stereotypes for a lot of people and for a lot of the country are absolutely accurate, even if it's racist or bigoted to think so. Yeah. Their their breakdown of white women, I, I mean, I don't know any white women. I've never met a white woman that had <laughs> perfect hair, perfect clothes, perfect grades, perfect nails, perfect weddings, perfect bodies, or even the impetus to have those things. I've never, I mean, I'm in Kansas. I don't think there's a single woman that fits that. Yeah, but you see that However, shit everywhere, man. Come on. I mean, that's... That's no, why Instagram I don't. That's, was created. You see, no, the, the thing is, I don't see it everywhere. Maybe I see it on social media, but that's not real life. That's what they want me to see. So, in terms of just oh. seeing people and real people, I don't see any of those people. And I didn't see him in Chicago. I actually didn't see him in Vegas. And I don't see him in oh, Kansas. Oh, God. Instagram is just a fever dream of the worst parts of what I saw in what I've seen my whole life of, of people trying so hard to be perfect. And having but that life and the being thing is, perfect, I, and I, I don't. Maybe, well, then maybe, maybe then I would argue, and I think this is in reading it. That's what I thought was this is because you are, you and I are a very different class. You know, in in terms of economic class, we're of different, uh, we're different of different worlds. Perhaps that's a dog whistle about my Judaism, isn't it? I got you. I got your absolutely, fucking number there, you Nikki fucking, boy. You fucking Jew. But I'm saying <laughs> is. <laughs> You fucking rich Jew, what I'm saying is uh, perhaps this is not about the color of the skin and perhaps it is about the economic class. However, I recommend that you read it because, again, I've never read anything that I thought was so incredibly, like, blatantly and obviously racist and yet at the same time seemed pretty uh, dead on. What is the headline again? It is called White Women Must Do More to Confront Racism. Um, and this is by the two women who basically get in a room with rich white women and tell them how fucking racist they are. Yeah. God damn, man. You know what, though? White women are hungry, as hungry for they're that kind worst. of shit as they are for oh, brunch. They're the worst. That's, they're the I, worst. They want to be told how, how racist they are. White women love that self-flagellation. Black women just like to be loud. It's all good. I mean, that's why the wiener circle's such a hit. Because the black women are really loud and the white women apologize for it. Yeah, like, here, you're going to pay me, you know, you're going to throw me 20 bucks to yell at you and call you a, a dumb, you know, white bitch colonial, uh, you know, colonizer? Okay. That 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 feels and good. Have a, that's, and, that's, and and have a phallic symbol in the shape of a hot dog. Yeah. That that's reparations at work, my friend. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. 
If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate 8, go to literate8.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>